mama shut you do 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 mommy shut you do 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 mommy shut you do 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 mommy shut daddy shut you do 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 daddy shut you do 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 daddy shut you do 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 daddy shark this is the ideas football podcast that is baby shark caleb congratulations Thank you very much, and I apologize in advance to Annie for that most likely being copyrighted infringement, but she can deal with it. There's a high chance this won't be published because of this. Don't worry about it. We still get paid. (laughs) Actually, we don't, but... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we don't (laughs) if it doesn't get published. But anyways, this is the IDS Football Podcast. I'm said Will Coleman and Caleb Kaufman. I'm Jack Grossman. Caleb, let's just start here. The Nats... Win the World Series yesterday. We're very good. Just take us. Who would have thought? Just Bring take back us Dusty. through <laughs> the, your experience of Game Seven. Game Seven had a lot of uh, high blood pressure. Pro- good thing one of my roommates is uh, pre med. Could keep me calm <laughs> if I ever died. But uh, yeah, just a lot of rocking back and forth until that six, six, th- seven, six, seven. I was seventh inning. They got three runs. So around seventh inning, uh, not looking good for the Nats. Real. I was shocked they pulled Granky to begin with. That kid, that man was cutting up Nationals lineup. That just looked like they were playing back in D.C. where they could not put a bat on a ball for the most part and get anyone on base. But, hey, it doesn't matter. World Series champions, little known fact for you guys, might or might not be in Bloomington on Saturday. We were trying to figure out if I'll be going home for the parade. Are, are you going to go home for the parade? Depends on what flights are looking like. But, because uh, that's free. That doesn't cost me, like, yes. World Series tickets. That's the flight. So we'll keep you guys posted, but <laughs> number one, baby, who would have thought DC is the new title town USA? Move Davey, aside, Boston. Davy Martinez is good. <laughs> when he's on the top step, man, that he can <laughs> he can manage. Fun <laughs> nugget. Um, this was the one thousandth four hundredth and twentieth best of seven series in MLB, NBA, and NHL history. It was also the first in which the first six, then seven, road teams won the game yes it is uh kind of feel bad for everyone in dc who didn't get to see a win at home but hey we'll take it uh, matt cohen (laughs) Uh, uh, i'm sorry it's cat moen right now matt cohen is currently not who has spent um uh, more money on world series gear oh probably matt because i haven't bought an actual i heard a figure for cohen i heard 150 yeah i also i also saw 150 on twitter uh I'm not paying for that. That will come out of the Rob Kaufman credit card uh, bill. <laughs> so got a little bit of time for that. But yeah. Anyways, you did not go home for game four of the World Series. Instead, you came with me to Nebraska, where <laughs> it's been a big week for Caleb. The Nats win the World Series. Indiana football upsets Nebraska. Upsets a strong word, but okay. I mean, Nebraska was one, one and a half point favorites. Do so. you call that an upset still? Um considering by definition yes got this stupid definition (laughs) but (laughs) the hoosiers pick up what i argue is their biggest one in decades over nebraska they i I don't even know where to start here let's start with we gotta start with the food review i think Hmm. well which we had a lot of food on this trip which food review we ate very well on this trip tell me about the stadium i i saw the barbecue on social media i would would argue stadium was nice that that was my favorite college football experience okay and i've been lucky and fortunate to where i've been to uh notre dame michigan alabama lsu yeah and now nebraska and i am fully confident in saying i take nebraska's experience over all of them 
that's a list, and for you to put them past, you know, an Alabama or I, LSU experience, I will say Notre that, Dame even. I will say, though, uh, as we said, with food, really disappointed. Not a single thing of corn anywhere to be eaten. <laughs> Granted, it is well past corn season, but very disappointed. And side note, Griffin Gonzalez had a corn hat, which I was very willing you, to buy off someone. You were kind of responsible. Of no, 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 I was not. You played a role in, I, in, in him losing it. Sort of, kind of, but not really. I, I take like 2% of the blame here. That's a, that's accurate. Did uh, he buy that ahead of time? No, someone gave it to him during tailgate talks, uh, the HN show. But <laughs> <laughs> we're promoting HN. <laughs> pro, pro, slight promotion for HN. We'll, we'll give him a shout out. I, I, liked, I was a big fan of that crew that went to Nebraska. Yes. They were good people. Um, but then I put it down on the HN stuff, and then some reason Connor Hines thought it was trash and threw it out. So poor Griffin. Probably because it was the most beat up, up uh, bad what, looking <laughs> corn. That's what you want, though. It, 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 that thing looked at least twenty years old. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, but uh, right, it was okay. fried chicken and and um, uh, cheesy hash. Cheesy hash. Um, I'm a big fan of yes. hash. It was very good. And then they had a. Uh, Popcorn at halftime and pizza after the game. Yes. So it was overall yes. good experience. People in Nebraska are very nice, by the way. Really? Yes. Very nice. Do you have a story about that or are you just saying? No, just everyone was very nice. Just, just didn't have a bad experience. Didn't have a bad experience. Yeah. The cops walking us to the field gave us like a history tour on our five-minute walk. The uh, host of the Airbnb in Omaha liked to talk a lot. He yeah, was I was trying to make that. I, was, I love that, man, but Nat yeah, game was on. I was trying to get you out of the door, man. But he, he probably talked to us for, like, I would say a good 40 minutes. And I was like, dude, the Nat game was on. Yeah, get and Caleb's just here. sitting there in his Nat's jersey. <laughs> I keep looking over to him, and he's just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. To be fair, the Nats were getting killed at that point. I think they were down, like, 6 nothing. Yeah, there was even one point where we were like, yeah, we're— Gotta try to watch the baseball. Caleb's a big Nats fan, and he goes, "Oh, that's really cool." Then he just keeps talking oh for like twenty more minutes. <laughs> he was. Um, I did find this interesting. He he's an NCAA basketball ref, which I found really cool. So Jack was in heaven. I, uh, yeah, I might try to try to ask him to come on the double foul at some point <laughs> <laughs> if there's something really controversial. But anyways, and the barbecue was so good. Uh, the actual game, I think but, we got to start. With Peyton Ramsey and just how how freaking good he was in that game. Peyton Ramsey making it seem like Joe Flacco out there. Is Peyton Ramsey elite? <laughs> I would still argue no. Yeah, most would. Even though he did win uh, Manning quarterback of the week this week. Yeah. Yes, he did. So that's a thing, I guess. For He was elite last who week. Who would have thought? Yeah, no, Peyton Ramsey with that award. I think it was his best statistical game of his career at IU, at least in terms of passing yards. I would yeah, argue in any, any way you break it down, it was Peyton Ramsey's best game of his career. Mm-hmm. He made big plays. He was he was under he he was um, very comfortable in in a hostile environment. That's something we're not used to seeing from him, and he just made big throws when he needed to. There's no way to get around it. I mean and. Most of those froze throws Where to Wap, when, okay. went to Wap Fuller, who also had a career game. Yeah. Well, every game at this point seems like a career game for Wap. Yeah, Wap's numbers are just insane. <laughs> I mean, he had 14 for 178, and that probably isn't his best game of the season. Yeah. It, it's just ridiculous. He showed versatility this time. Yeah. Most of them were like not screen passes. A lot of them were underneath routes that he just turned up field and were able to get yards. Yeah, I mean, he ran out routes. That one catch he made in the first quarter— on the sideline where he tiptoed it. That was oh, yeah. incredible. Um, a couple of plays that kind of changed it for me, Mio, that Wap Villier made, was you look at that first drive in the second half. 
Yes, Indiana punted. Yes, Wap Fillier had a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty go against him in that drive. But Fillier caught passes on third and eight and third and twelve to extend the drives, and it got it to where Indiana at least got to midfield by the time they punted, and it flipped field position, and that kind of set the tone to where. IU is able to pin Nebraska deep. They go three and out, and then the shake punt, and IU has phenomenal field position to score, take the lead, and it would be a lead that they never that they never uh, relinquish the rest of the game. Yeah, and as much as last uh, two weeks ago, I'm sorry, uh, Maryland was defense winning the game. This one showed offense can do it too, especially without uh, Penix, which was shocking to me. I thought without Penix, IU was going to be in real trouble. Granted, Martinez also didn't play, but that might have actually helped IU. No matter, even though Martinez is a better quarterback than Vedral, Vedral is probably a better thrower right now, and IU secondary looked bad. Yeah, at times. and standard downs on Saturday, Nebraska throwing the ball was thirteen of fourteen. Yeah, that's uh, not Bur- great for the defense. Burgess just had a horrible day. Rough for him. Except for uh, he recovered a fumble. He did recover a fumble. Mm-hmm. And that Again, was a huge play. Was huge, but uh, just. Late hit out of bounds. That was huge early yep. on in the game. Coverage bust. And then coverage bust, like, the next drive where he got beat over the top. But other than that, Michael McFadden, as much as he probably shouldn't be looking like the best person on defense, is usually not a good sign. He looked really <laughs> good against Nebraska. And out of nowhere, Michael Ziemba, his stats weren't phenomenal, but he made some big plays and got through the offensive line, which helped IU out. They got pressure, which was surprising. Yeah, that really was surprising. Um... And they were able, as you said, finish the game on offense. But the defense, it's they, almost becoming a trend now to where they start out embarrassingly horrible and they just get better as the game goes on. Yes, but even though the scoring didn't amount for Nebraska in the second half, they still gave up a lot of big plays. They yes, had they 18 did. total chunk plays against the, the defense this week in Nebraska, which is, you rarely win that. And somehow IU came out with a win, which is very uncharacteristic of the Hoosers. Yeah, it really is, and that's why the win is so big. I mean, you look at it, yes, Nebraska's not good. Yes, their defense is 127th out of 130 teams in Bill Connolly's S&P+. But to win a game at Nebraska in front of 89,000-plus fans, it's just something that Indiana football doesn't do. Yeah, I mean, obviously, unexpected fashion, I guess, for the win. And looking at Nebraska's stats, I mean, obviously they struggled the most when Vedral was at quarterback, but Nebraska was 20 of 23 combined passing with yeah. three different quarterbacks. Obviously, McCaffrey I mean, and Spielman. Well, yeah. Well, Spielman's a receiver. Spielman's, that was yeah, a trick that was play. a trick play. But McCaffrey obviously couldn't do as much as Vedral, but his stats were still there. McCaffrey looked good. I think I think just having being in part of that family, you're automatically good at football. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, Indiana, when, when McCaffrey was in, they just couldn't stop the run. And that's why right. I was so surprised. I mean, Indiana gave up 220 yards on the ground in this game. A lot of, that's not lot of yards given up for and a win. And that's a backup quarterback and a freshman running back who it was his first game playing running back in Wondell Robinson. He was recruited as a receiver. He's played receiver throughout his first season in Lincoln. And Nebraska stuck him in the backfield on Saturday. And Indiana had a lot of trouble containing him and uh, had... 83 yards on the ground, 71 in the air. They just... Nebraska did a lot of things to kind of throw the Indiana defense off. But at the end of the day, they made the plays when it mattered. Well, I'll mention that he was 
he's especially in the first half and the first couple of drives when they were throwing trick plays and super big tempo. He was like, we'd be trying to figure out one thing, and then they'd change it up again and like throw their Philly special, and they're like, well, crap. And what else? Were we? He did not say crap because that's too much of a profanity for Tom Allen, most likely. <laughs> uh, but they were just like, didn't know what to do and how to do it. And I guess it kind of worked unfortunate for Thomas Allen, Tom Allen's son, who got injured with a dislocated shoulder. But him going down a couple times really helped out with tempo. Why yeah, no, Even though the Nebraska fans started booing like crazy. Yeah, Nebraska had four touchdown drives. All four took two minutes or less. Yeah, they, their tempo was crazy in that game. Yeah, it was pure insanity. Let's uh, transition to Indiana and Northwestern. And to start this off, I, I, I've, uh, I'm going to play a clip from Tom Allen's presser post-Nebraska Saturday. Folks on Northwestern, they're coming to town. I want a huge, huge crowd for this football team. These kids have fought and fought and fought and fought. And I want these, I want our fans to come and support this football team. I get it. I understand. Okay? And I understand the frustration of the past, but I don't care. Okay? I haven't been here very long. All right? All I know is what we're doing right now. And come support this football team and help these guys do something special. And that's all I can ask. Because these kids are going to play hard. We ain't going to play perfect. But we're going to play really hard, and we're going to play for 60 minutes. We're going to find a way to sink and win the football game. And that's what these kids are, that, that, that belief is just growing and growing. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Elio, have a great <laughs> I, had, I had to play the rest of it to get the yeah, Elio. You had to get the Elio. Yeah, did you see uh, that they're giving away uh, Elio shirts? Yeah. I, I did. I'm probably going to have to figure out a way to get that Me shirt because that yes. thing looks awesome. Yes. But uh, on, to- on this subject of filling up the stadium, Tom Allen today was in the IMU. Handing out tickets in the food court to students, giving out signed balls, trying to entice kids to come. There's so, a video on Instagram. All right, I'm going to have I'll, to find that. I put it on, I put on Twitter. And it, yeah, this yeah, is what I'm writing my column about. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't make it too long because that's probably going to be my lead on Saturday. So That's fair. I, I don't think I'll mention it too much. It's just, for me, Indiana football has been this at, from a fan's perspective. It's a boy. Football season's coming. Right. Great. <laughs> um, Indiana plays a couple of cupcakes. Yeah, I'll go when they play someone good. They play Ohio State or Michigan. They're four and one, something like that. And they're like, all right, this is the game to see if they can prove if they're worth a damn. They lose that game. They check out and wait for basketball season. While Indiana struggles to get to six wins in November and plays in front of no one. That trend doesn't work this year. And it's up to the fan base to decide whether or not they're going to recognize that and change how they follow Indiana football instead of just doing what they've always done. I think that cycle is definitely something that's kind of existed in the last few decades, um, and it's really greatly affected the program. But, I mean, that was that was peak Tom Allen right there. You, yes. You, I don't know a guy that could care more about you know, a program of this status right now, trying to promote, you know, a football game, a night game against a one and six team. Weather might not be good, but he just he just cared so much. I know it was in the heat of the moment they just got bowl eligible, but I just love that passion out of Allen. Yeah, the the notion that this is a meaningless game because they're playing Northwestern who's one and six is complete baloney to me. Just because Indiana's six and two for the first time since ninety three. They have a chance to clinch their first winning season since 2007 and their second this century. They have 
They're playing their first home night game in Memorial Stadium ever. They have a chance to be to have one of the two or three best seasons, heck, maybe even the best season in program history. It doesn't matter that they're playing one in six Northwestern. If you're going to claim you're an IU football fan, but I've just always been, I'll only go when they're actually good. They're good. This is the game that you've been waiting for for decades, and if you don't go because it's 1-6 Northwestern, then you, you've been a hypocrite for decades. I think for students, this game could be very telling of what's to come, um, especially, I mean, even just like the next home game. It's the last one of the year. It's the Michigan game, but that's as soon as Thanksgiving break starts. So maybe, I, I just hypothetical, a lot of students show up Saturday, big win Saturday night, And then, who knows, a couple thousand students stay back a few extra days, Thanksgiving break, and really show up at Michigan. It's possible, I think. That that is rough timing for IU's schedule, just like attendance-wise. Yeah, it it is. The the students, though, I mean, the Michigan game because of Thanksgiving break will be a different issue, but the students generally do a pretty good job of showing up. But they they, don't do a good job of staying. That's what I was about to say. Say they don't really stay very long. <laughs> so, but I'm looking at, you know, you look at Memorial Stadium, and routinely the north end zone is empty. That's not student seating. That's general adult seating. The uh, corners are always empty. That's not student seating. That's general adult seating. The uh, tops of uh, the sidelines aren't aren't ever filled. Half of that. Yes, part of that is student seating. I'd probably say a third of that, actually. But a lot of it is just general regular seating. To just pin everything on the students is completely BS and excuse-making. I wasn't pinning it on the students. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying but... you specifically, but but just we see this a lot of times, especially like when basketball season comes yeah. around. Yeah, I mean, I think the in terms of like fans, I think the program's bigger issue is students than non-students you know yeah when, once you get students going to game like people are rarely going to shell out money for to go, part, big part of college football is the environment and students make the environment in yeah, college absolutely. football so if, how iu gets let's say they fill two lower sections in the student like two lower rows in the uh, student section that's not really an atmosphere you're i'm willing to spend my saturday to go see indiana play uh like that's Rutgers not what's bringing you to the something. game exactly you need, you Here, need here's, here's atmosphere. What, here's what annoys me about IU. When the students don't show up, they get mad at them for not showing up. When they do show up, they get mad at them because they don't think their cheering is appropriate. <laughs> you get, I mean, That's if you true. want a bunch of 18 to 22-year-olds at the game, you're going to have to expect they're going to say something vulgar. It's 18 to 22-year-olds. Most of them are probably drunk. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it's just, it's... Especially now that they sell alcohol in the stadium. Which didn't really help that much with uh, ticket sales for students or bringing in students and retaining them as much as they thought. Just a side note. Well, I or maybe that explains why they're starting to stay for the third quarter. I just don't think the students. I'm I'm thinking more of the general fans here than the students, though. Just the students. Will they stay the whole game? That's a different question. But the students generally show up for at least part of the game, and that's more the, than for that, the big games. That's more than what the general fan normally does. I, I would say for the biggest, not R- the Rutgers game. That was not good. I mean, no one wants to show up but, for Rutgers. But when you're looking yeah. at the schedule, we have uh, IU has a lot of cupcake games in their yeah. schedule, and so 
no one wants to show up for those games even as students, so that's not always on them. No one wants to go see EIU, yeah, EIU, Eastern Illinois. No one wants to see Rutgers. No one wanted to see UConn. Like, yeah, but, but the I was kind of upset is, I had to go to yeah. those games. The, di- the, the difference is, though, Caleb, in those games, people didn't realize the team was actually good. Now it's, People probably realized by Rutgers. They, people were starting to realize by Rutgers. Starting to, but the fact that they... But at that point, you could still say, ah, they choked against Michigan State. It's still the same Indiana football program. That's where beating Nebraska is the signal for me that, okay, it's not the same IU football program, and that's where I start saying, okay, people should go yeah. and watch that team, and if you don't, you're being a hypocrite. So you're saying that's when the casual fan yes. should start to notice yes, that's that there's when, potential here. That's when the casual fan that usually just tunes in for IU basketball and will go to the Ohio State or Michigan game every year. That That's when it's like, okay, if you're actually an IU football fan, you should want to go to the game. I like that we've spent more time talking about this than the actual game because the actual game's not that exciting. Attendance is yeah. it's interesting. It, that's probably the most it, interesting part it, of the game. Yeah, I find it week. way more intriguing. You, you want Nitty Gritty? Their quarterback averages 75 and a half yards per game passing, Jack. Yeah, would you like to guess when the last time uh, Northwestern scored a touchdown? Mm. It had to be like, was in Big Ten any play Any touchdown? Least? Yes, any touchdown. So uh. the way you said that, I feel like it's a defensive touchdown. I don't know what type of touchdown it was. Oh. <laughs> just it was a Big Ten play at yeah. least. Okay, uh, I'll give him like four weeks ago. Yeah, three to four weeks. You're you're pretty much on target. It was in a thirteen to ten loss against Nebraska in the first quarter on October fifth. I feel that puts a damper on the IU Nebraska win, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> I mean, Nebraska is not good. It, it's a big win because of. The tradition and the brand. Oh yes, of but, Nebraska. but still, yeah, that team's not good. But Northwestern's defense is good. Their offense, as noted, is not. What does Indiana's offense need to do to be able to just put the game out of reach? Give the ball to Wop every play. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, I would just say, you know, their usual emphasis on those shorter passes to get there. Speedsters going. Out in open space. Do we think? Independent. I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah, do we think he plays? Way. I mean, yeah, I think he plays. I'm gonna he, say he does just because he practiced a little bit last week. He practiced last week. I'm guessing he practiced this week, and he did. We, me and you saw him pregame. He warmed up for everything yeah. besides team drills. Yeah. I think and, the only thing that would prevent him from playing is a any setbacks this week, and b if the coaching staff is considering, you know, what we're playing a one and six team at home. We know Ramsey's capable of. Leading us to a win. We have a bye week coming up. Like, why not just rest him? Tuttle time. Tuttle time. That's Tuttle it. Maybe time. they're high on Jack Tuttle right now. Maybe never never seems to, to be that way. I had a dream that it was Tuttle time a couple nights ago. And then also it was Reese Probably Taylor time. Dream. It didn't go well. Oh. <laughs> it, so it clearly was not a real dream. You're just making this up because Jack no. Tuttle in any dream would be I, throwing for like five touchdowns, yeah. 450 yards, perfect passer rating. When it's Tuttle time, you and know And adding 100 he's... yards out of nowhere on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. All right. Um, let's just get score predictions and then get on out of here. Uh, without saying who I think will start at quarterback, I'm going to say IU wins 31-14. Wow, you're thinking that. That's, you're thinking that's uh, yeah. twice. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh, pretty low on the, on the Indiana defense there. 
I'm gonna go. Actually, I, I'll give them. I'll I'll not be like well. I'll say I use going to win. Thirty-eight to seven. I, they defense. They just have even though it's a bad quarterback and just bad offense in general. Secondary's giving up too many big plays, so keep him out of the end zone once. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if Ramsey plays, I'll go twenty-four ten. Panix, I'll go thirty-five ten. Two drive difference. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, Ramsey's just as good as he was last week. That was still such a bad defense. Did he use up all of his offense and against Nebraska? <laughs> Is it like I that, mean, Jack? Some of the throws he made, like in the fourth quarter. That toss he made to Nick Westbrook in the end zone that Westbrook dropped. But anyways, he throws it off his back foot. He gets it like 30 yards in the air, and he placed it perfectly. I'm like, wow, that is easily the best throw he's ever made. And you know I'm, who also used to do that? Brett Favre. Is, is uh, Payne Ramsey the next Brett Favre? Stay tuned for the next episode of the uh, IDS Football Podcast.